quality, the mission, the reach. I'm expanding this year. I'm on another hemisphere, globally. Now nah, I'm thinking historically, legendary. No idols, God will carry me. The stars we will reach. I message only to uplift and teach. The very best, a global titan, demigod. So, yo, welcome back the to the Conversations Podcast. Take a look and listen. Larry, and I'm C. Will. We have the man of the hour, the, the orchestrator, the coordinator of this entire event. Uh, Mr. <laughs> yeah, you, you the one, Mr. Tim Lampkin. Mr. Tim Lampkin, like you said, the, the founder of Dr. Legacy. Tim Lampkin. Dr. Tim Lampkin. We're going to bring that up. We're going to bring that up. We're going to bring that up. The founder of Legacy Purpose Success, entrepreneur, businessman, um, helping other black business owners find their success in Mississippi, and we're in the Delta, we're in Greenville, Mississippi, and we'd like to introduce Mr. Tim Lampkin. Thank you so much, man. I'm, I'm happy to be here, and just, just grateful to be able to use my abilities and skill set to, to bring people together. That's something I recognized a long time ago, so excited about all y'all being here, and us really just building together as black men. Yes, sir. So you are the, the owner, CEO of Higher Purpose Company, correct? Yeah, Higher Purpose Company. Kind of yeah. explain that, that company and what it is and what, what it's meant to do. So seven years ago, I had this idea to really help black-owned businesses. So I was working at a bank at the time, and I literally like came up with the blueprint. I was like, hey, we need to do this in the community. And I was like, nah, I don't think you should do that. And I was like... Okay, cool. Wow. I'm resigned. <laughs> so uh, I resigned wow. and uh, started to really build out this concept. And so the first thing we did in February 2016 was Higher Purpose Academy. And it was like a one-day event, kind of similar to this, but on a smaller scale. And we had like 75 people to show up. And I was like, we might be honest a lot. So, and we only organized it and promoted it in two weeks. So, on Saturday morning, like 9 o'clock, 75 people show up. So, we did another Higher Purpose Academy and another one and another one. And then at the end of that year, we did a women's entrepreneurship something. So then that gave us the, the ability. So like, okay, we're building out something that people really need, people that really want to be engaged with all of this. And so after that, we just kind of did the same thing 2017, 2018. We actually went from an LLC and we converted to a nonprofit. Gotcha. And that's when we got our tax exempt status and started to apply for grants and you know reaching out to foundations and getting you know donations from donors. But that for us really created you know a runway to say, hey, we're building something really yeah, building something great. Yeah. Wow, yeah. So Dr. Lemkin, um tell me something uh a, a little, a little bit more deeper. Uh, you said that um you were in the banking industry and uh, when you when you say that you you left that industry to found this were you you know what were you were you thinking hey i'm gonna be here today where you at today when you left when you left banking or did you did you have any doubt in your mind um where you would be today yeah like honestly when i got to the bank first that first year i thought i would be there for a very long time i thought i would be at the bank probably 10 years, right. but I was only there about two years. And so when I left, I was like, well, that's not where I need to be. Right. There was there was something like very confident 
and knowing that like everything that I needed to be doing was going to like come to fruition. Right. And I didn't, I wasn't worried. But I remember like my mom and like my grandmother, and, like my friends, like you leaving that good job at the bank, <laughs> right. you know, yeah. don't benefits and all that. I was like, yeah, yeah. And I remember like even having a conversation with um, the boss, my boss at the time at the bank, and she was like, so what are you gonna do? And I was like, I don't know, but yeah. I ain't doing it. <laughs> and I totally understand. And that was totally that was March 2015. Mm. And um, so, you said that was March uh, 15. March 2015. Okay. 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 And so, my my next question is so higher purpose so you realized that you had a higher purpose at that moment yeah i realized like where i was i was i was helping a lot of people because of the role that i was in it was called a community development officer so i was working with the community uh working with funders and we're bringing in so i was doing a lot of impactful work but it wasn't like it wasn't fulfilling me completely, okay. right? You know, like how you eat something and it tastes good, but like you still hungry. Still hungry. You still yeah. hungry. Right. And it's like yeah. my, I had that hunger for like that there's something else, and I, I knew what it was. It was the ability to like create and and really inspire in a way that folks didn't really see in Mississippi. Yeah. Right. Like I had did all this traveling and. You know, went to New York, went to DC and Chicago and all these places. And I was like, I wanna bring some of this back to like people here in Mississippi. And I knew only way I could do that is by creating my own thing. Didn't know what it was gonna be called at the time. Didn't know the right formation or anything in terms of the legal piece, but I knew that I had to do something different. And you know, I think in some ways, I did find my own higher purpose because I, I realized that at that point that my my job, my purpose in life, not just in that moment, is to be of service. Gotcha. Yeah. Right. So there was yeah. there was a weird kind of like acceptance of that, like, oh, that's what I'm supposed to be doing. So it doesn't matter if it's higher purpose, if it's something else after this. Like I know, like my role, the purpose in my life is to serve. It's to serve. Yeah, for sure. Now, you've been on uh, CBS. Uh, you, you, uh, you've spoken at the White House, man. You've been all over the place, around the country, speaking, man. What's that like? What is that like? Oh, what are some of the challenges? Well, I was about to say, like, so the challenge is there's not enough people from Mississippi connected to Mississippi telling a different story about Mississippi. Because oftentimes when I'm in these spaces, it's like, oh, you're the only person from Mississippi. Or I heard about Mississippi, but like this is the story I heard. And so I think we need more people telling different stories, which is why this is so important, right? right? right. Getting more stories out there, really conveying a different narrative. Where the dominant narrative around the negative, you know, statistics and the preconceived notions about Mississippi are really put to rest. And the only way you can do that is that you have more storytelling gotcha. and talk about what is working. Because we already know what's not working. We already know about the problems, but like how we can dive into some of the solutions and really connect with much larger audiences. Which is why your podcast is so important. But you know, to your question, the biggest challenge is like 
I'm the only Mississippian in the right, room. Just doing it. Right? Doing it. Even, about even it. Right, was, right. when I spoke at the White House, there was maybe one other person there from Mississippi. And of course, like, they didn't have the same little experience that I had. So, me talking about okay. me, me talking about growing up, not knowing I was living in poverty, they couldn't resonate with that. Right? Like, there was something about their lived experience that disconnected them from the true reality of Mississippi. And so I think the challenge is we need, you know, we need more people in different spaces lifting up what's happening in Mississippi. But then the opportunity is like that creates a lane for storytellers to really create their own narrative to really suppress what that dominant narrative is right now. And to link with like minds like yourself to spread that message. Yeah. You know what I mean? And we all got a story to tell. It's right. up to us to have the courage enough to tell the story. Right. That's true. That's true. Do you think um, that, you know, because you, you do have a lot of successful people that come out of Mississippi, you think they just kind of get them out, forget about Mississippi and leave, and, and they don't really, you know, share their story about Mississippi, but they, they come from Mississippi? I think that may help. A lot of people from Mississippi do share their story. The challenge is we're not saying, we're not on the same narrative. So I think if we could create a more unified message around, like, all right, this is the story we want to tell about Mississippi, no matter what space we're in, we're going to be singing the same tune. That will create a shift. Because if I'm in the nonprofit space, if we got, you know, other people in entertainment or education really creating a a singular narrative mm-hmm. that for me I think that's a win because we're all on the same page. Right. And we're all trying to grow pretty much. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Right. We're all trying to grow and uh, we all have a purpose. Uh, I, I think that the name of uh, your company uh, high purpose that, that I mean I feel like each each and every one of us has a purpose. Mm-hmm. And so that's what that's what really resonated with me higher purpose of even, even what I'm trying to do, what he's trying to do, uh, we're trying to do collectively as black men. And I've never been to something like this before. Yeah. Never. Yeah. And I, I was I was blown away by how it was put together by your organization and the types of black men and people that were here today. So I'm blown away. And, and women. And, and, and women. Yeah. You know, so I'm cool. thinking you know, something like this is going to be in Houston, Dallas. DC. And I brought that question up. Have, has, has he thought about that? Second, and he, you know, he's like, you know, focus on Mississippi right now, which is understandable. Yeah. Oh, expanding to yeah. other states. Expanding to other states. No, I think in terms of, um... or even on a smaller scale, it doesn't have to be this big, but this message needs to be spread to, in my opinion, different areas because black empowerment, as far as black men. You're still behind. We're behind in Mississippi, but we're still behind in Texas. We're still behind in California. So this message is a nationwide message. I don't know. Yeah, absolutely. I think the way I think um, kind of resonate with that is the, the work is there's always going to be enough room for the work to happen. Right. Also recognizing like our own capacity at this point, which right. is why like, we're being intentional about building these spaces like this, so we create other ambassadors right. Right, right. to say, hey, what they're doing in Mississippi is amazing, and like y'all should think about doing this here, right? Mm-hmm. So not necessarily us 
planting, say doing it. planting yeah. like roots in different places, but really like planting the seeds in people. Yeah. So then they go and grow a version of this or, you know, help really build something different yeah. in, a, in a completely different way. So that that's, and, then, and then you don't stretch yourself out. Yeah. Yeah, cause I'm only one person, right. you know, and I, you know I got an amazing team. But like, if I said like, "Hey, we're gonna go cover seven states," or something, <laughs> like, nah, it was like, uh, "You okay, sir?" I'm like, no, but the need is so great, and I think as a leader, we have to be intentional about when the expansion happens and what it looks like. And I think for me, it would be really um, nice to like be in these other cities, but there's so much work to do in Mississippi. And in some ways, we would be denying, like the original mission is to, to, to saturate Mississippi and empower Black-owned businesses in Mississippi in a way where no matter what community you're in in Mississippi, when you say hire a purpose code, they already know, oh, they, they support Black-owned businesses. I know what they do in that, in that particular way. Yeah. So, um, Dr. Neff, we appreciate you, man. We appreciate this opportunity allowing us to come and uh, hang with, with this with this conference, man. Um, close it out with uh, what good good conversations mean, mean to you. Ooh, good conversation. What good conversations mean to me? For me, I think a good conversation is that you feel heard and the other person feels heard, and there's a level of understanding and then when you walk away from that conversation there's this internal joy that you have like i like talking to that person right. i talk to them again yeah. you know that's some people yeah. you like all right come on hang up the phone <laughs> hang up the phone yeah it's over time but uh that's for me i think it's so important to be heard and also make make space so the other person feels heard as well and there's a there's a level of joy that creates that excitement to like want to reconnect with that right, person again. Right. Yes, sir. I agree with that. Good, good Quality, the mission, the reach. I'm expanding this year. I'm on another hemisphere. Globally. Now nah, I'm thinking historically. Legendary. No idols, God will carry me. The stars we will reach. I message only to uplift and teach. The very best, a global titan. Demigod I am and will be. The very best in who I am. Take a look and listen. This is Good Conversations.